Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. I do want to encourage you to check out our other podcast. Check out the Old Time Radio Superman show over at otrsuperman.com where we are wrapping up the Tin Man serial. This was a serial I didn't have access to the first time we did the podcast, so we're recording our first new episodes in three and a half years. We're going to restart our restoration process uh, on Sunday. In the meantime, check out our new episodes, and you can see all of the different podcasts we do over at greatdetectives.net. Well, now it is time for this week's episode of Bill Lance. The original air date, October the 19th, 1947. And the title is Special Delivery. The American Broadcasting Company challenges you to a startling puzzle in crime. The Adventures of Bill Lance, starring Gerald Moore, with Howard McNear as Professor Ulysses Higgins. Hello, I'm Bill Lance. I'm primarily a composer, also a criminologist. Well, perhaps it's more accurate to call me a student of human nature. I believe that crime is the result of a delinquent society that the criminal mind is a sick mind, and that the symptoms of that sickness are always apparent in the behavior of the criminal. Therefore, if you would expose a criminal, look for fingerprints on the doorknob, but also look for imprints on the human mind. In short, human emotions are my clues. Oh, yes. (laughs) I also play the piano. Sometimes you can figure out a lot of things by thinking of how you'd behave under a given set of circumstances. Well, that is, figuring, of course, that you're normal, and who is. If so, your reactions would be normal, and if someone behaves differently from the way you would, well, maybe that wouldn't be normal, huh? And if it isn't, there must be a reason. And that reason sometimes leads to the solution of a crime. As, for example, it did in the case of the stolen necklace. Well, as a matter of fact, it wasn't really stolen. I had it all the time. It was given to me. Ulysses. Uh, Yes, Bill. Listen. You hear that? Doesn't that sound have a familiar ring to you? Listen carefully. Doesn't it mean something? Oh, yes. The doorbell. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, I guess I was lost in thought. Well, now that you've found yourself, answer it, boy. I'm coming, I'm coming. Yes? Ah, it's you again. Is Lance here? In just a moment. Bill. Yes, Ulysses? That imbibing jeweler, Mr. George Kincaid, is here again. Oh, George. (laughs) Come in. Oh, thanks, Bill. Didn't expect to see you again so soon. (laughs) Especially sober. Yeah, Ulysses. Bill, I want to ask a favor of you. I need some help. Naturally, after what happened last week with Mr. and Mrs. Randolph, I immediately thought of you. And then you must be in trouble. In my safe out in my store in Beverly Hills is a necklace worth a quarter of a million dollars. Eh, uh, well, don't bandy the information about it. There won't be. Look, Bill, 
The responsibility of carrying out my client's wishes, well, it's more than I care to take. I'm well known across the country as a jewel merchant and... And I'm not. Is that the idea? Exactly. I'm sure you won't be disappointed if you agree to meet my client. Don't do it, Bill. Only lead to trouble. But, Ulysses, you never can tell what trouble may lead to. Huh? It will lead to your death one of these days, William Ferdinand. You mark my words. It will lead to your death. <laughs> Time. Hello, George. Is this the man you want me to meet? Yes. Uh, Bill Lance, Arthur Banks. How, do you How do, are Mr. you? Lance? <clears throat> oh, yes. This is my associate, Professor Higgins. I'm pleased to meet you, How Professor. do you do? Well, you gentlemen will want to talk privately, so please use my office, Mr. Banks. Thank you, Mr. Kincaid. After you, Mr. Lance. Come on, Ulysses. Oh, am I included? You've never been excluded, have you? Sit down, please, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Kincaid acquainted you with my problem, I suppose. Well, he mentioned something about a valuable necklace. Yes. See for yourself. Here. Oh, it's a beauty. Large diamonds interspersed with emeralds. <laughs> Green ones. It is worth a quarter of a million dollars. Easily. As a matter of fact, it's already sold for that amount. Sold? Yes. Consummation of the sale depends only upon delivery. Well? Delivery, Mr. Lance, I fear, is going to be extremely difficult. As a matter of fact, impossible for me. Please explain. I have sold this piece to Monsieur André Leclerc in Paris. But the piece must be delivered into his hands before payment will be made to me. The money is on deposit at a local bank and will be released to me upon receipt of word from Leclerc that the piece is in his hands. And? Mr. Lance, it is known by certain parties that I possess this piece. They are, shall we say, expert in their profession. Jewel thieves? Yes. Big combine? No, Mr. Lance. A man and his daughter. His name is... Hans Oglefelt. I beg your pardon, uh, Ogle who? Oglefelt, he's a Hollander. Oh. His daughter is Lena Oglefelt. These two will stoop to any depths to steal this necklace. If I attempt to make delivery to Monsieur Leclerc in Paris, they would kill me for it. However, if you were to undertake... Don't do it, Will. You think my neck won't stick out as far as yours? There huh? is no way that Oglefelt could know of your connection or your mission. You could make the delivery safely. And if I do? Don't do it, Will. There will be $10,000 here with Mr. Kincaid for you upon your return. Bill, you've already got $10,000. Oh, well, in these times, Ulysses, anybody can use a little extra pin money. I see the incentive will have to be stronger. All right, Mr. Lance, double it. All right. I'll keep the necklace from this moment on. As for you, Mr. Banks, don't come near me or Kincaid again until delivery is completed. Good. I can't tell you how grateful I am you're willing to undertake this. I wish you'd stop using that word. It makes me nervous. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Where will I find this, Monsieur Leclerc? 33 4 Rue de May. 33-4 Rue de May. All right. Come on, Ulysses. We've got to see about clipper tickets. Could we please stop for some food on the way? I'm starved. You're always starved. Uh, Professor Higgins, are you a gourmet? Yes, Bell Glutton. Oh, Bell, that's unkind. Food is one of my fondest pleasures, too, Professor Higgins. Yeah, but it's an obsession with him. Why, when Ulysses finishes, our refrigerator looks as if it had been hooverized. Oh, that's very good, Bill. <laughs> you mean like the, by the ex-president? No, like by the vacuum sweeper. Completely clean. Oh. Well, it's patriotic not to waste food these days, Bill. That's an admirable thing. Yeah, and you've got a patriotic stomach, too. All right, we'll stop for a snack, and then we'll get the tickets for Paris. Now that I've got it, I want to drop this bundle of ice as quickly as possible. <laughs> That was an excellent meal. <laughs> I feel completely refreshed. You mean restuffed? Hey, Bill, be careful. Hmm? That car pulling along. You're awfully close to it. It's close to me, crowding me over. Oh, no wonder. It's a woman driver. Hey, look, they're trying to force you to curb. Oh, fine. Well, we'll just... They've 
speed it up with you. That isn't careless driving, Ulysses. This is intentional. Now that I get a good look, I recognize that car, Bill. It was parked behind us when you got those plane tickets. Three guesses what they're after. Look out, Bill. They're going to crash us. Ouch, Ulysses. Run for it. I knew we shouldn't have gotten mixed up in this. Stop. Stop. You there. Stop or I'll shoot. Stay where you are. Facing away from me. Very sensible of you to obey my order to stop. Well, shooting is too high a price to pay for disobedience. Very sensible. Now, perhaps you'll be kind enough to hand over that necklace. Uh, what necklace? I don't have time to play guessing games. Since you won't comply with my request, I'll have to take more definite means. he have to do? Oh, Bill, Bill. Oh. oh, he's alive. Well, thank heavens. No, my head. But, Bill, what happened? What? Evidently, our friend rocked me to sleep. Well, he's gone now. How do you know? Well, I ran in the opposite direction. He followed you. I stopped and hid behind oh. another car, and then I watched. No, that's fine. You just watched while he parted my hair with the butt of his gun. Did you get a good look at him? No. Didn't you? You made me keep turned away from him. Besides, it's dark. Right after he knocked you down, he ran back to our car. Uh-huh. You seemed to be looking through it. Then he jumped back in the car with the girl and they drove off. I see. And uh, a necklace. What about the necklace? I haven't got it, Ulysses. You haven't got it? You mean that you... Oh, man, that's good. Good? Yeah, that's good. I'm glad he got it. Now we don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm glad it's settled and we're out of it. Ulysses, look in your coat pocket. In my coat? You mean the necklace? Yeah. I figured they'd expect it to be on me, so just as you jumped out of the car, I slipped it in your pocket. See, we haven't lost it after all. Mm, Worse luck, if you ask me. I knew this thing would get us into trouble. That's right, Ulysses. The sooner we get to Monsieur Leclerc in Paris, the sooner our trouble is going to be over. George Kincaid, exquisite jewel appointments. Yes, yes, this is Mr. Kincaid speaking. Oh, hello. Yes. Well, yes, I suppose such a job could be done. We already have the original. All right. All right, I don't know what you're getting at, but I'll do as you say. Yes. All right. Goodbye. let myself get mixed up in these wild escapades of yours. I never know. Just never know. Why don't you just relax and enjoy the flight and the scenery, Ulysses? Oh, scenery. You call just plain old sky and gray ocean scenery? Certainly. What do you call it? Monotonous. You know, something tells me your boredom's going to be very short-lived, Professor. Huh? Unless I miss my guess, that first attempt to get the necklace won't be the last. Obviously, the jewel thieves Banks was afraid of were the same tool cocked me out last night. It means they know we've got the necklace and have a pretty good idea we'll be hearing from them. Excuse me. How fast can my prediction come true? I wonder if I might ask a favor. Mademoiselle, if I knew what you wanted, you wouldn't even have to ask. This timetable, I'm so mixed up with the time changes. Do you understand? Mademoiselle, at a time like this, it behooves a man to conjure up all the understanding possible. (laughs) Just what is it you'd like to know? Uh, Exactly what time do we arrive in Paris? Just in time for us to have dinner together. (laughs) I'm stopping at the Crillon. Where are you stopping? 
Now that I think of it, I believe I'm stopping at the Creon, too. Oh, how charming. Perhaps we'll see something of each other. Yes, yes, perhaps we will. Now, what was it you wanted to know? Or have you already found out? This is the place. Pull up here, driver, please. Good. What's good? There's a light on. Monsieur Leclerc, at least somebody's in. Come on, Ulysses. Oh, uh, 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 driver. Perhaps you'd better wait. Yes, we may have to leave in a hurry. Oh, you're such an optimist, Ulysses. Always expecting the worst. And usually right. Now, here we are. (laughs) Nice setting for danger. Narrow, dark street, small, lighted shop. And that man behind the counter. Just open the door, Ulysses. Oh, certainly, Master. Bonsoir, Monsieur. How are you? There's something you wish? Yes. We'd like to see Monsieur Andre Leclerc, if you please. I am Monsieur Leclerc. Oh, are you? <laughs> well, I'm Bill Lance. Lance? Bill Lance? Yes. And what is your business, Monsieur Lance? He's a piano tuner. I am not. Pay no attention to my friend here, monsieur. To tell the truth, I'm a... I'm an errand boy. Uh, errand boy? Oh, errand boy. That's right, that's right. I'm running an errand for Mr. Arthur Banks, Beverly Hills, California. Ah. I have a necklace. It's to be handed over to you, monsieur Leclerc. Oh, yes, yes. Now that you explain your mission, I understand. Uh, I've been expecting you, although I was not acquainted with your name... I'm happy to say you have negotiated the trip without mishap. Uh, and now the necklace, eh? Oh, I don't have it with me. You... Well, uh, where is it? Surely you brought it? Oh, yes, yes, I brought it, but... You wouldn't expect me to carry it around with me until I'd made contact with you, would you? <laughs> of course. Uh, caution is necessary. Extremely. But you do have the necklace. I mean, it is here in Paris? Oh, yes, yes, it's here, in safekeeping. Well, then, now that you have contacted me, you will, of course, make the delivery at once. We are anxious to have the transaction completed. I'm sure you don't wish to keep Monsieur Kincaid and Monsieur Banks waiting for their money. Oh, of course not. Uh, how long will you be here? I can wait until you return. All right. Shouldn't take too long. If you wait right here, I'll get the necklace and bring it to you. Thank you so much, Monsieur Lance. Not at all. Thank you, Monsieur Leclerc. All right, driver, take us to Prefect of Police. Prefect Police? Yeah, hurry, will you? Yeah, monsieur. Prefect of Police, what in heaven's name are you thinking of? How would Andre Leclerc know about George Kincaid, huh? A couple of things the police may be able to straighten out for me. I certainly appreciate your cooperation, Inspector. That is perfectly all right, Monsieur Lance. We are always happy to assist in such matters. Now, uh, here is the material you ask for. Oh, thank you. Mm. Dossier André Leclerc, Jules. Arrested March 2nd, 1946, passing reproductions. Arrested October 7th, 1946, embezzlement. Hmm. Inspector, is there a picture of André Leclerc here? Last page. Oh. 
Hey, you Ulysses, take a look at this. Hmm? Did you ever see this man before? Mm, no, 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 can't see the hand. What? This is an authentic picture of Andre Leclerc. No. By the man we met with... We... Short, stocky, nothing about him resembling Andre, huh? That's right, Bill, but what does it mean? Well, I have a hunch that it means our Monsieur Leclerc is not Monsieur Leclerc at all. But, 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 but... Obviously, Monsieur Leclerc wouldn't turn over his shop to a well-known jewel thief except by force. So if we want to deliver our necklace, we better find Monsieur Leclerc. Come on. Oh, Monsieur, you have returned. Yes. You have brought the necklace, yes? Yes, we have brought the necklace, no. All right, Monsieur, put up your hands. What is the meaning of this outrage? The meaning is we want to see Monsieur Leclerc. I have told you already that I am Leclerc. The lack of resemblance between you two is cataclysmic. Now, where is he? You are mistaken. I... Okay, Ulysses, keep this monkey covered. Here's my gun. Uh, yes, but, but, but I... Keep him covered. I'm going to have a look through the back rooms of this place. Yes, but, now, you be careful, but you can't tell what sort of monkey bank you run into. Oh, I'll be very careful, Ulysses. Just keep your eye on our friend there. Hmm. Empty. Doesn't look as though even Kilroy was here. Father Heavy, Mr. Lance. Well, hello. <laughs> I, uh, I more or less expected us to meet at the Creon. Stay where you are, Mr. Lance. Not a step closer. Yeah, I'm sure you'll pardon me for mentioning it, but uh, your gun is showing. And, Monsieur Lance, I understand how to use it. Yes, I'm sure you do. Lena? You know my name. Yes, yes, I know your name. And your purpose. But I have an idea that I know the gentleman on the floor, too. He's pretty well tied up, isn't he? Very securely. And, Monsieur Lance, I advise you not to make any attempt to free him. It might cost you your life. Well, everything comes high these days. You're a very determined young lady, aren't you? Yes. You know, of course, you're never going to get away with it. Even if you get the necklace, I'll be able to tell the police who stole it. Will you, Monsieur Clef? <clears throat> well, maybe I won't. You know, somehow you don't quite fit into the role you're playing, Lena. Meaning? You're a charming, beautiful, intelligent girl. You don't fit the pattern of a jewel thief. You probably know the pattern better than I. Stop! I told you to come no closer. Well, surely you can't object if I have a look at Monsieur Leclerc. I'd like to find out if he's still alive. He's alive. He's been given something to make him sleep. Mm-hmm. Something like a... Good sock on the noggin. He's all right. Now tell me, Mr. Lance, do you have the necklace with you? Oh. Very well. I can find out for myself. Turn around, Mr. Lance. That's right. Face the wall. Now, put up your hands. Higher. <laughs> I am glad to see that you are willing to cooperate, Monsieur Lance. You know, there's something about a loaded gun that brings out my sense of cooperation. That is extremely wise. Mm. Stand perfectly still, Mr. Lance. I am going to search you. I could never hope to have it done by a more charming thief. Calling names will get you nowhere, Monsieur Lance. I'm sorry. Uh, Mademoiselle. I might as well save you the trouble. The necklace is in my inside coat pocket. Shall I get it for you? No, thank you. I'll get it. Ah. Thank you, Monsieur Lance. I don't suppose I can convince you you shouldn't take it, huh? that I could wish you were an honest person. I like you, Lena. I, I... Stop it. I know what you are, Monsieur Lang, and I can assure you that I am not at all interested in your opinion of me. All right. Just thought I'd try. Now, I want you to walk straight ahead of me, through the next room and into the shop. And then? I imagine we'll find your friend there. 
He may have a gun, but with you directly ahead of me, he won't be apt to use it. Mm-hmm. Tell me, Lena, were you ever a commando? Walk, Monsieur Lang. Oh, yes, yes. Well... Are we going to leave Monsieur Leclerc like that? I'm not worried about Monsieur Leclerc. When he comes to, he'll call for help. Someone will come. In the meantime, he'll just have to stay there. All right, Monsieur Lang, open the door to the shop. Remember, stay squarely in front of me. Uh, Bill, did you find anything? Yes, I sure did. Uh, Bill? All right, Monsieur Lance. Walk straight to your friend. You with a gun. You can see what may happen to your friend if you fail to cooperate. Uh, yes, yes, I can. I... Be careful, Lena. I will, Father. Do you have the necklace? Yes. Now, you. Uh, me? Oh, uh, Professor Higgins, Lena Oglefeld. Oh, how do you do? Uh, Bill, what? Yes, that's right, isn't it, Lena? Yes, that's right. Now, your gun, Professor. Thank you. All right, Father. Let's go. Good work, Lena. I'm proud of you. Goodbye, Mr. Lance. It's been so nice meeting you. Yes, hasn't it? And profitable, too, for you. Hello, Bill. Does she have the necklace? Yeah. Well, come on, Bill. After them, they'll escape. Well, you can go after them if you like. As for me, I have no intention of chasing two people with guns when I don't have so much as a penknife. You mean you're going to let them get away? Look, Ulysses, they already got away. But they, 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 well, what do we do now? Well, we'll go into the back room, free Monsieur André Leclerc, and then get back to the United States just as fast as we can. You mean you're not going to make any attempt to get that necklace away from that girl? Ulysses, I have a strange feeling that she thinks more of that necklace than she does of my life. Uh, Bill, I cannot understand you. We travel halfway across the world to deliver a necklace. And then you let it slip right through your fingers. And you give up. Excuse me. We. Oui. Hello. We. Oui. We. Oui, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we want to place a phone call. We. Oui. We. Oui. To George Kincaid, Beverly Hills. Oh, uh, Beverly Hills? Don't you ever go to the movies? It's in California. His phone number is Evergreen 24545. How soon can you uh, get the call through? Uh, I do not know. This Beverly Hills... Well, you just tell it to the New York operator. I'm sure she's heard of it. Well, I must say, Bill, I'm not going to relish meeting George Kincaid and Mr. Banks. (laughs) Not after the dismal failure you managed to achieve. Yeah, too bad, isn't it? Well, at least we're back and alive. Oh, good. George must have received my message. See, there's a light in the shop. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, my. Hello, George. You got my message, huh? Uh, message? Oh, yes, yes, Bill. I got it. Oh, no, George. Not again. Ah, <laughs> Bill, oh, Bill, oh, Bill, oh, Bill, oh, Bill, oh, Bill. Yeah, that's me, Bill. <laughs> hey, there's old evil eye. <laughs> you know... Bill, you're supposed to be in Paris. I've been, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, you're back. Well, it was a quick trip. Now, look, I hoped you'd be of some help to me, but in your present condition, I think you'd better just go into your back room for a little nap. Well, all right. Uh, what are you going to do? Going to sit out a long wait here in your shop. Uh, why, Bill? Because I'm expecting visitors. <laughs> I cannot understand it. Cannot understand it. I have to sit here in this darkened shop, waiting and waiting. Waiting for what? I told you, visitors. Oh, visitors. Bill, you exasperate me. 
Why well, I get mixed up in these things. Uh... Ulysses, our visitors have arrived. Look. Yes, a man and a woman. Look, Bill, do you see who that is? Sure. It's that woman and her father. Exactly. We left them in Paris. How'd they get back here? We don't have a monopoly on clippers, Ulysses. We got back, didn't we? But, 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 but... Yes? What do they want? Probably the necklace. They already have the necklace. You said so yourself. Look, maybe they didn't like the one they got in Paris. Let them in, will you? All right, what have I to lose? Except my life. Well, Lena, Mr. Ogilfell, we've been expecting you. You're very clever, Monsieur Lamont. Mm-hmm. Put up your hands, both of you. Again? This time we won't fail. So stupid of me not to see that the jewels I got from you are paste. Of course, my father recognized the fraud immediately. Oh, of course, I was sure he would. Uh, you can put your guns down. They won't be necessary. Here's the necklace. Oh, just a minute. I'll get it for you. Oh, George. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Bill. Bill, oh, oh, what's the matter? Are you sober enough to open your safe? Bill, I resent your implication. Well, stop licking your wounds. Get the necklace. The legal owners are here for it. Now, Lena, Mr. Oglefell, if you just be patient, Mr. Kincaid will bring you your necklace. Well, in heaven's name, William Ferdinand, have you lost your mind? No. Monsieur Lance, you mean you are willing to turn it over to us? Yes. See, I did a little checking and I found out what your father's occupation really is. He's a jewel thief. No, no, no. He's a jewel smith. The best in the business. Then why should he and this woman try to steal that necklace? Because they thought we were working with the real thieves. You seem to know a good many things, Mr. Lance. I do. Let's see if I'm right. This necklace was given to you by a prominent actress for resetting, right? That is correct. Mr. Arthur Banks, or whatever his name is, stole it from you. He contacted Kincaid. Kincaid came to me. You see, Banks knew we couldn't get the piece out of the country. He also knew that I could. You and your charming daughter thought we were in with him. We had no reason to believe otherwise. No? If you thought we were stealing the necklace, why didn't you go to the police? I can answer that one too, Ulysses. Ogle felt would have been ruined if it had become public that he'd been careless enough to lose a valuable necklace left in his care. Well, here's the thing. Who gets it, Bill? There you are, Lena. Monsieur Lance, I can't tell you... Don't try. But remember what I was trying to tell you in the back of Leclerc's shop in Paris? I'd like to finish what I was saying, if you don't mind. How about dinner tomorrow night? Monsieur Lance, you have done us a great favor. I am deeply appreciative, and I should like to see you again. But it is impossible. Impossible? Why? I'm strictly available. Mr. Lance, what my daughter is trying to tell you is that she is not available, as you put it. Why not? She's to be married next week. Oh, is there anything I can do, Bill? Yeah. Call Inspector Holland and have him pick up Arthur Banks on a jewel theft charge. Bill, that isn't your composition. Isn't that Pagliacci? Yes. Why are you playing that? I don't know. It seems appropriate, Ulysses. I'm a broken man. Oh, that girl? She's cut me, Ulysses. I'm bleeding. Oh, you mean that you... Adelina. There's the most interesting woman I've met in years. She's going to be married next week. <laughs> well, sir, you're right. If you hadn't gone chasing off to Paris, if you'd have given her the necklace in the first place, you wouldn't have gotten so involved. Ulysses, I didn't know the answers in the first place. Well, I still don't. What about that phony necklace? How'd that get in? Oh, I believed Banks' story at first, but if there was to be such a desperate attempt made to steal the necklace, I wanted to be sure the thieves didn't get the real one, you Uh see? But I wanted the attempt made so that the thieves could be taken into custody. So before we left, I called Kincaid and had him make up a duplicate out of paste. He worked all night. Oh, yes, over a hot bottle of bourbon. Yes. (laughs) And then when I got a look at Andre Leclerc's record in Paris, I realized 
that a legitimate jewel merchant in America would have nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. And somehow I could never believe that Lena was a thief. You know, she and her father, their efforts were so clumsy. They were more desperate than professional jewel thieves would ever have been. Yeah. So when we got back, I checked up on her father, and once I discovered his occupation, the rest fit perfectly. And I knew when they discovered the necklace they got was a fake, they'd be back at Kincaid's shop as quickly as they could. I see. And now you're in love with the girl. I'm afraid so, Ulysses. What do you intend doing about it? Just suffer. Well, the only cure for love is his love, William. I suggest the company of some other charming female. <laughs> now, I know a couple of young ladies. Ulysses, compared with Lena, the girls that you know would be shallow, giddy, tepid, pale, uninteresting. Oh, is that so? You're going to lead a very boring life from now on, aren't you, Bill? You've been listening to another in the series of intriguing mysteries starring Gerald Moore as Bill Lance with Howard McNear as Ulysses Higgins. Tonight's supporting cast included Alma Lawton as Lena, Charles Calvert as Kincaid, Bill Conrad as Oglefelt, John Newland as Arthur Banks, Michael Dine as the inspector, and Nina Barra as the phone girl. Music composed and played by Rex Corey. <laughs> Join us again next week, same time, over most of these same ABC stations, when Bill's composing is again interrupted by... Hello, Mr. Lance. Lena. Lena, darling, you came... I need your help. Huh? Don't tell me you've lost that necklace again. No, but you remember I told you I was to be married next week? Yes. Monsieur Lance, my fiancé has disappeared. Oh. Yes, well, Ulysses, get your hat. We gotta chase down a fiance. This Bill Lance adventure was written and directed by Dwight Hauser. Now, here's a special program note. Next, it's high-powered excitement on David Harding, Counter-Spy, with today's case of the International Food Racketeers. Don't miss Counter-Spy over the same ABC station. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. WJZ, New York's first station. Welcome back. Well, a really enjoyable episode, and uh, it definitely leaves me wanting more. I liked the uh, way the story was told, as well as the solution to the mystery, which, uh, by explaining they were amateurs, really did answer a lot of questions. I also do like the sort of light continuity in between episodes. It's not a situation where if you had listened to this episode without hearing the previous week, you would be totally lost at sea as to what was going on with Bill Lance. The episodes managed to be self-contained, but uh, you have this very, a lot bit of continuity going from one episode to another with the jeweler carrying over from the previous episode, and then you have the disappearance of the fiancé, which we assume will carry over to the next one. There were only 14 episodes made of this series, which is kind of a shame, but I guess if it had not ended, 
then Gerald Moore may not have been available for the adventures of Philip Marlowe, so perhaps it was all for the best. Well, listener comments and feedback now. Joey uh, writes over on Facebook after the first episode, I wonder if Howard McNear does a plug for the show every week. I think it does vary a little bit as to what the plug is. Here, I think the... Uh, uh, bigger uh, thing was the missing uh, fiance uh and then we also have david uh who writes uh, really enjoyed this and then i have a couple of questions over on twitter regarding squad room david writes really enjoyed this how is it possible to her shows you've never heard of before well great question david I would say that I've heard of all the old-time radio detective programs out there that have episodes in circulation, and I've heard a few that uh, that haven't. Uh, the ones that I haven't heard of tend to be those programs uh, that don't have any episodes and also don't have much of a reputation, uh, and therefore kind of didn't leave much of an imprint uh, on the listeners. And I think that might be the case with a lot of the uh, programming that was only on the air a short time. With, uh, for example, The Adventures of Bill Lance, that was you know, on the air about 100 days. And then you had some of the New York output from uh, Mutual, in particular, where they you know, released a lot of different police programs, but uh, they didn't really gain a national audience because, you know, the audience for radio drama was declining already, didn't get a whole lot of newspaper coverage, so even though they ran for several years, they just did not leave that huge uh, dent. They did a lot of crime programs in the 1950s on Mutual, but so many of them are forgotten. I remember when we were playing Treasury Agent, we got to some of the New York uh, programs from there from the uh, mid to late 50s, and they had an ad for other crime dramas, and they had two that I had never heard of. I remember one was Brooklyn Cop, and I forget what the other one was. And so many of these I don't actually know of until I find episodes. In the case of Squad Room, that didn't even make it into John Dunning's Encyclopedia of Old Time Radio. So there are lots of programs that aren't remembered well. There are other programs that have relatively few transcriptions, like the U.S. version of The Fat Man only has a 10 episodes out. But if you knew anyone from that era, so many have memory of that series, of the opening, even though there's not a whole lot of episodes around. So I guess in short, the answer is that the, a series I don't know about are those that uh, just don't have any episodes in circulation and that no one is really aware of. And then we have a question here from Lynn. Uh, uh, Lynn writes, Adam, love listening. How do you find these shows in the first place, and do you have to clean up the audio? Well, thanks so much for the question, Lynn. In answer, uh, the vast majority of the episodes that we play are found at places like archive.org, 
they are just generally available old-time uh, radio programs that uh, we bring over. Now, there are others uh, that we, you know, acquire through different means. One is just checking a lot of, you know, old-time radio websites. I remember, like, a couple of years back, uh, I found a previously uncirculated episode of uh, Police Blotter while digging through, like, a bunch of AFRS files that people added to the Internet. Uh, there are also some uh, purchasing groups that I'm a part of, and occasionally we'll get a program that uh, we can use for a podcast, uh, though those do have restrictions, like you cannot share it for six months or for a year, and so uh, we always want to be careful to uh, honor whatever uh, requirements are put on the particular file. So it's some dedication, some due diligence, some just searching around to try and find the best way to get the best file we can uh, in a reasonable manner. Thanks so much for the question. And uh, now I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Melanie, Patreon supporter since February 2017, currently supporting us at the Detective Sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Melanie. And that'll do it for today. If you are enjoying this uh, podcast on YouTube, be sure to... Uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and mark the notification bell. We'll be back next Tuesday for Jeff Regan, and join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X, where... Mr. Khan seems to be winning so far. Oh, the score keeps changing. Ivan is now waiting for a cablegram. Uh -huh. Is this in points, pounds, or dollars? Your American dollar has become standard everywhere, hasn't it? I guess so. Well, maybe a challenge is in order. A challenger? Ah, oh, this one will double anybody's highest score. That is quite a challenge. Yes, indeed. You really ought to toss a dart or two, old boy. Back it up, you know. All right. Fine. Here you are. Thanks. Now, let's see. Ah. <laughs> well, Bertie. Two bullseyes. Does that answer your question? Yes. Uh, smug Americans always know everything. I didn't learn that in America, Ivan. It was in Peru, where they use poison on the darts. Miss Dane, gentlemen, something tragic has just happened. Oh? The boy found Mr. Khan in his room, dead. Ah. What? It's apparently a heart attack. A heart attack, huh? It's too late to inform the authorities until morning, but I did think you ought to know. And if you'll excuse me now. Well... One down and five to go. That leaves you with high bid, Miss Dane. I suppose you mean high score, Mr. Thurston. But aren't you forgetting your offer to double anybody else? Yes, actually, you're a high man, old boy. Care to toss another dart? No, I think I'll quit while I'm ahead. At least for tonight. Is it not a little dangerous to be ahead, Thurston? Mr. Khan, you mean? Oh, I'm pretty hard to poison. What? Poison? It's an idea, isn't it? In Peru, they use it on the darts. Here, they use it on the players. Well, I'm in room 21, second floor, third door from the stairway. Good night, all. I hope you'll join us there.
In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram. Instagram.com slash greatdetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.